In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. It's the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. You know, here's a guy. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the you heard the laughter of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love live so much? I'll reach across and slap no. him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge it. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I? You have circled an area of interest. No, I'm just not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the hall, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolded lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Gunga, galunga. And we welcome you to the program. Happy Sunday morning to you. Golf show coming at you. A little early on this Sunday morning, uh, I'll, I'll text Peter Burns and apologize for, uh, for taking more of his show, uh, The Best Sunday Ever. We are broadcasting from two locations at the same time, which is exactly what J.R. Ross would do with a million dollars, man. Uh, exactly. I'm Brian Katrick. My son, Henry, is with me. Chris Brown is sitting with me, with us. We are at Fox Creek Golf Course. Uh, this is home of the Smyrna City Championship. And it pains me to say this, but it's not the biggest event in town because Jr. and Chris are over at TPC Sugarloaf for a little thing they call the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. Good morning, men. Good morning, BK. Good morning, BK. I have a question real quick. All right, Chris Brown with a question before we start. Are you going global? Global? (laughs) No. Are you taking over? I mean, you got... You're a TPC, you're here. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, Cullen Madden, if Cullen didn't have to work the Braves game, he was going to be a Quail Hollow for us. We were going to be wow. Yeah, that's all we need. DP World Tour's up next. Yep. That's where we, if that's my daughter we didn't blow the engine in her car, she'd have been at the International Crown in San Francisco. Love it. You know, we're, we're trying. This is Love our it. first step, and I'm glad you recognize that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's going to be a glorious championship Sunday here in Smyrna. What's the scene? Chris Mascaro, you've been over there at TPC Sugarloaf a lot this week. What's the scene over there? Yeah, it's fantastic, right? It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta, first of all. So we've got a great day for golf. And the course is in fantastic shape. The guys have been in a great mood. It's been, it's been wonderful getting to spend some time with the, with the next on the T6 
Um, so it's, it's, it's to be here and to see this golf tournament and the fans coming out and uh, the way the the course has been playing, and then obviously how how well guys like Stephen Ames have have played out here this week. Uh, it's been fantastic. I love being here. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Now you mentioned the next on the T six. You do the next on the T podcast. That's right. Uh, I don't know what the next on the T six is. What are we talking about? Well, so some some great friends that uh, that come on the show regularly are out here this week, and I got to spend some time. Uh, really had a great time uh, with Billy Mayfair and his wife Tammy the other day, standing up on the on the practice range. Paul Stankowski being here, and he'll be joining. He may come by this morning and spend some time with us, uh, but he's going to be a, a guest this week on the show. Scott McCarron, also a wonderful friend of the show, and he'll be joining me this week as well. So it's great to be able to come out here and see him. Uh, so so many of my friends that uh, are regular guests on the show are, are out here this week, and uh, it's, it's a huge privilege to be able to say hello, stand and talk to those guys. And then uh, I think I said to you before, I got Owen Brown, another wonderful friend. Um, my best day in golf was, was last year when I came out here and, and got to walk 18 holes with Olin. Uh, looking forward to catching up with him a little bit later on this afternoon as well. So those guys have just been the reason why the show to me is, is so much fun to do and getting to spend time with them, like I say, is a huge privilege. Gotta love it. JR, good looking leaderboard over there. Stephen Ames shoots 64, and he's got himself a three shot lead over Ken Tanagawa. Miguel Angel Jimenez sitting there in third, also. Y.E. Yang. You got, you got big names. Brett Quigley, friend of the show, yeah. sitting there tied for fifth. What, uh, what do you think what's going on over there? I mean, yeah, great, like you said, great leaderboard. Ernie Els is, you know, in the last three pairings. I mean, it's shapes up to be a great afternoon i mean coming down you know it's always fun watching this coming down the stretch the great finishing holes here um i if i if i had a prediction i'm my prediction i'm betting on the mechanic to win today oh, yes i oh, think the, the mechanic's mechanic. gonna win today miguel he's four shots back that's i'm gonna give a shout out to tim o'neill yes yeah, savannah's tim o'neill is sitting there at seven under yeah yeah definitely what that's what good a story call, chris though. What would that? What a story that would be, wouldn't it, Chris? Yes, yeah. To have a local boy be able to come through and, and get a win, that'd be a huge story for us. So, uh, you know, we're, we we got support for him too. Uh, after the next of the T six, I would say that you know he's the guy that I would, I'd love to see make some noise. Yeah, Tim got one of the five. I believe it was just five cards this year mm-hmm. out of PGA Tour Champions Q School. I mean, what? It's the hardest tour on the world in the world to get on. <laughs> it right. is. That's right. There's no question about that. Everybody over 50, you know, they, they, they got time on their hands. These were world-class players before, and they hand out five cards a year. Mm-hmm. That's it. So. Yeah, and I know another one of um, – a good friend Sean McKeel has been trying to get out on tour to your point trying to, get, to earn the opportunity to get exempt to get out on the PGA Tour champions is the hardest thing to do um, yeah I've been pulling hard for for Sean for years and I know he's up at Oak Hill and really rooting for him to play well and uh, kind of reclaim some of the magic of 2003 but as I've talked to Sean over the years trying to get out here for him has been a, has been the challenge and uh, to your point, there's only a precious few cards and, and a lot of guys trying to get them. And, um, yeah, I think, hard to do. I, and I think that's what makes the tour so good because 
you know, like you said, Brian, a lot of guys over 50 don't have a lot to do, and there's a lot of great players out there, but they didn't have the resume, didn't play the tour when they were younger, and I think a lot of guys in the past just felt like, well, yeah, I'll wait till I'm 50 and I'll go qualify and play on then, you know, just the senior tour, and I think they've got it right. I mean, uh, I think it's great. It's tough to get on. They do have Monday qualifiers, of course, so you can get into an event, but it's harder to get on the tour. Yeah, to that point, let's take that a step further, right? I mean, with Sean as an example, here's a guy who won a, a major, right, 2003 PGA Championship, and what a lot of people don't know is he he almost backed that up a couple of years later in 06. He finished second to Tiger right. that year. He could be a two-time major champion, struggling to get out here on the Champions Tour. And then for Paul Stankowski, right. here's a guy that was on the PGA Tour, kind of really walked away from the game for a couple of years, decided to try to come back out. He was, like you said a moment ago, JR, one of the guys doing Monday qualifying, mm -hmm. and he ended up getting a few spots and then started to play really well, and now has a couple of top fives and has really earned right. his opportunity to come out here week to week, which I think is a tremendous story. No it's, doubt. So, yeah, that kind of... Um, yeah, they got it right. Yeah, I mean, kind of highlights they, for I you how, how, I love how, how they it do is. it, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so we're going to have a lot more from TPC Sugarloaf, as that's where those guys are. Uh, we've got a lot to discuss here. As a, been a bit, this is a week where we needed the extra hour and a half. Uh, we're on a little early. We're going to take you until 9.30. That will take you to Braves pregame. Braves and Orioles again, Colin? Are they doing it again? How many oh, times yeah. are they playing each other? Like 19 times in a row. <laughs> Uh, the game last night was fantastic. Uh, thanks to Marcelo Zuna for getting us all five bucks at uh, racetrack. Henry and I were <laughs> He hit a home run in whatever inning was the home run inning. And He's a beast, isn't he? he? Leave it to the chubby guy to win everybody snacks at racetrack. Welcome back, big fella. <laughs> I loved That's that. That's great. Uh, and there's also, uh, I've been told, a scourge of videos of dudes fist fighting on courses. Uh, we're going to get to that a little bit later on, but none of that happened at Sugarloaf. <laughs> that's, off the, that's off the always anonymous and very entertaining text line. Did, um, did any of that happen at the Smyrna Open? It's the Smyrna City Championship, JR, and I'm I, so I glad you asked. Was, I thought it was an Open, so you gotta, you got to qualify. Uh, Chris Brown is here, will tell us. I think the qualification process is uh, just finding the website to sign up. Yeah, if okay. you can complete the online form, you pretty much got a good chance of getting in. <laughs> you can get in, Chris. <laughs> yeah. So if you, know, have, if, you, if you can get online, you got a chance to qualify. Yeah. You start to rank things and how you get in them golf tournament-wise. We told you, PJ Tour champions, toughest tour in the world. They only get right. five cards. The U.S. Open is going to have 10,000 entries and only 156 starting spots. Only 70 of those open for those 10,000. So that's probably second. And then probably here, yeah. Smarter City Championship is third. I mean, you don't have to do qualifying. You sign up, you're in. Like, you're playing in a championship, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, mean you can tell your kids about that. you got to find the website. And right. you probably need to, if you don't have your credit card number memorized, you're going to need to yeah. get that. And the four-digit code if it's an American Express. The right. Wow. What's, you know, we take what's, payment plans. So, I mean, what's, you know. the, what's the leaderboard look like right now over there? That's a great question. Yeah. So it's not online, JR. Some of this is exclusive information. We tell you the I, I, I know. That's, I, I feel I, I'm not privy enough to be live location at Fox Creek right now. In particular, now. we want to know where BK stands. Exactly. That's, that's really the bottom line. Exactly. All right. Former Smyrna City champion Randy White and sort of default – defending champion yeah i mean he's 
what is this? I guess we we did do it last year, and we skipped the year before. We did do it last year. I didn't play last year. No, we didn't do it last year. You're okay. right. <laughs> you don't have to say. It. I mean, we I'm did in the it in October, but... <laughs> like a scramble. So okay. Yeah, well, we took we took a year a off. Scramble. We yeah that we count. so yeah, we're, we're back count, right? now full force. So he is the default. Yeah, that's right. So Randy White shot two under the par. Two under the par. And okay. I am in second. I shot one over the par. The par. No. Yes. Yes, I did. No. Uh, and this, and, and, and while I understand that the audience is limited in how much they care about this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We've got a big, smarter crowd out there listening right now. I'm going to share, I'm gonna share with you why do we care about Randy White. Uh, so two years ago, three years ago, whenever we played this, uh, the last time. Oh, this was epic. Yes. Uh, Randy White <laughs> won this tournament. Here's how. Uh, I went over. I, we were playing together, and he's wonderful to play with. He's a great player, great representative of the game. Uh, and I don't remember the two other schlubs that were in our group because screw them. <laughs> oh, nice. um, nice. I'm sure they're feeling good about themselves right now. Well, I'm not as good a representative of the game as Randy would be. <laughs> so we get to the 17th hole, and it's a two-man race. We may be tied. I think we are maybe tied. Maybe I'm one shot down at that point. I think you were – no, I thought you were two back. Well, this is 17. Oh, 17. 17. I think he made a bogey, which opened the door for me, but I couldn't slam it because I made double. So I actually lost (laughs) Randy. I was one down on the 17th tee, made a double, and now I'm two down standing on the tee at the par 318th. Randy has the honor. We had done the show here this morning, or that morning, Ollie Dean was here, and my wife had just gotten out of church and she had come over. So there's Ollie Dean sitting in a golf cart. And I can say he watched me play 17, but she didn't. She hadn't gotten here in time. So I can watch him explaining to her. I'm watching him explaining to her that your husband just blew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then there's Randy with the honor and a two-shot lead on a par three. He hits it to 11 inches. And I, walk, I look over that golf cart, and I watch him again explaining to my wife well, that's definitely going to do it. <laughs> and then I could actually see him turn his head back as he realizes, unless he makes a hole-in-one and somehow that guy misses that, that putt. My next swing, down two shots to a guy that's 11 inches from the hole, goes in the hole. Wow. A hole-out ace to theoretically close the gap. I immediately, in the, in the interest of sportsmanship, looked right at Randy White and said, you know, if you miss that, we go to a playoff. <laughs> You know what? You also could have looked at him and said, I'm actually the leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> well, we were, we were yeah, tied. I did post. Yeah. No, you uh, were lead- Yeah. No, I mean, but theoretically. Randy, to his – I was the leader in clubhouse. You're absolutely right because I was finished with, with 36 holes. To his credit, Randy has a very good putting stroke, and he's excellent inside <laughs> 11 inches. <laughs> he, was, he was up to the task. So he won by one. I made the world's most useless hole-in-one to lose the golf tournament by one. But my wife clapped. She got to see it. It was very exciting. That was one of the greatest rounds. I've seen that on ESPN Classic, too, by the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely one of the greatest rounds. Golf's great. Greatest rounds, right, Chris? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was the last Smyrna City Championship. The next one ends this afternoon here at Fox Creek. And if you thought that was good, you better get out here. Chris, 
Tickets are free. Right. Wow. Yeah, we we uh, can get in for nothing, the, huh? Yeah, the crowds are starting to roll in. Uh, <laughs> no doubt they first, are. The first bus roll up, dropping patrons off. <laughs> patrons. Oh, yeah, patrons. I, can, <laughs> I love it. I can only uh, imagine what the traffic in Smyrna is like now. Windy Hill Road. Yeah, Windy Hill Road's They're the parking at right Legacy. Now. And, uh, yeah, you got some, we got some escorts. We got some big names rolling in. So. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. Some, uh, yeah. Um, um, all right. So. Mac, uh, former Mayor Max Bacon. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's been on the show many times. Uh, he told us that his father, Arthur Bacon, for also a former mayor of Smyrna, he said he hated golf, which is why they named the golf tournament after him. Uh, he hit the ceremonial first tee shot yesterday. Nice. And then, unfortunately, he hit probably another 100 tee shots. Yeah, he or shots. hit a lot of shots, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the ceremonial first tee shot. Well, I mean, you know, we... We like to keep people guessing, you know, when they when they arrive here. So, the growth, um, I don't the think anybody saw that coming. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So, you know, just give the people what they want, right? <laughs> you know, with your entry fee, you not only get to play golf, but the entertainment uh, value. Well, I mean, and you got to expect that, you know, twenty twenty five years from now, that's that's Brian Katrick, right? That's he, right. He's yes. hitting that ceremonial tee shot. He's five correct. time champion. Correct. I just got a question. Is the Randy White, he, it's not the one that played for the Cowboys in the past, too, is it? I don't think so. Okay. I re- we have not confirmed. Yeah, can't or, confirm yeah. that. Okay. But you could come out to Fox Creek and find out for yourself. You sure can. <laughs> you know, it's free. He's a dual, dual sport athlete. There's patron parking here. There is patron parking. We have <laughs> what about press as well. parking? Can we get press yeah, passes can we get, over there? Do we need credentials <laughs> to get over the there? The deadline has passed. Yeah, sorry, yeah. guys. God. No, that's a tough, that's a tough in. Wait that's, list. Mascaro, that's a tough in. Yeah, like the Champions Tour. It's tough to get it's in there. It's tough to get on. Yeah. That's yeah. not my fault. No. <laughs> it just follows you around, BK, wherever you go. All right, Chris. There are there's a lot that goes into this. Uh, Rob Savitt's got the door closed to his yeah, office because he's, he's. I mean, you guys are in, yeah. you guys are grinding here. Yeah. He's in the Rob war was room. on with us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, let's thank everybody that needs to be thanked. The folks at Bobby Jones uh, own the golf course now, run the golf course. Mm-hmm. We saw Whitney Krause here yesterday himself. He'll be back. Uh, wow. he's, he's invited to come on yeah. this show. Passing out awards. Okay. Oh, is he doing the awards? I, 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 rumor has it he may come for the awards. What, oh my what goodness. What does the winner get? By the way, do they get like a? Well, you get a lifetime a, exemption. Okay, uh, is that right? Into the event, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Look at your BK. <laughs> do you get like a bacon jacket or something? Do they put the ceremonial no. bacon jacket on you? No, you know that's a good idea though, Jr. You know, we we, we should have them eat bacon after they're done. <laughs> right uh, holding the trophy. Yeah, exactly. That's a great. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's, well, that's know, next I mean, year, Chris. Well, I mean, that's, that's right. next year. We can talk to Mark Kalkovecki yeah. and ask him where he got those bacon pants and jacket that that's he right. had a few years right. ago. Yeah, so exactly. that set you up. I think the perks definitely extend outside of golf. I mean, it's people know, you know, when you walk in a room if you're a bacon champion or not. <laughs> Thank you. you. So, uh, I can tell you that's true with yeah, experience. It, it carries a lot of weight, no pun it intended. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, and so. then you get to have that title everywhere you go, right, is entering the room now as five-time Smyrna City champion, yes. Brian Katrick. That's yes. your title now. Brian, on another com- another related Hang to on, JR. Area. He was about to thank oh, people. Oh, oh I'm Hang sorry. On. We're thanking. I'm, I'm We're sorry. thanking the staff. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, Chris. No, we've we've got some good staff here. Uh, maintenance crew, you know those guys. Obviously, are the uh, unseen heroes. I feel like at most golf courses, um, you know they're here at five forty-five, five thirty in the mornings. 
uh, you know, getting getting everything ready. Um, it's not easy having two golf courses to prepare for. Obviously, with us being shut down, you know, Legacy is fully operational and they are going to be busy. Um, so, you know, it is it's nice. And we really appreciate those guys. Um, you know, my staff as well. Uh, you know, we try and take pride in being friendly um, and providing a good good environment for for people to come out and have a good time. Yeah. So, uh that foxcreeklegacy.com or is it legacyfoxcreek.com? Legacy Fox Creek. I think both That's of them. The work. website. Okay. <laughs> uh and the the results will not be on the internet. You're going to have to You got to show up. So you have I mean, to be you there. Show up. You're going to have to be. Yeah, there. you're there's no you know, we we should be getting a newspaper article I would think at some point, but you know, right now it's you got to see it for yourself. I think there was a reporter out here yesterday. Was there? I think so. I, I got to be careful. You I mean, could yeah. never conclude that in your podcast. We, yeah. We're pretty well, exclusive. Sure. I mean, you know, we we give Augusta some tips on exclusivity, and uh, we like to try and keep it. You know, keep everything hidden. <laughs> now, now the hedges Pat. haven't quite grown in yet, but they're you know they're working on. <laughs> now my question, Brian. Okay. Do you, do you still? I believe you still have the the course record at Legacy, don't you? I, as far as I'm concerned, yes. Uh, <laughs> nine under par. I mean, it's up in smoke, man. That right. thing, yeah, that thing burned up a couple years ago. So fire, it's, I know. But. Yeah, I think it's uh, fair. I think it was ten under. It was nine. It was forty nine. You got a bogey too. I did. I had a bogey and a hole in one. Mm-hmm. Hole in one uh, on twelve, if I recall correct. That's right. See? Yep. I made four fours that day. Been uh, there, done that. And a one. So, so what is the course record at Fox Creek? Is anyone about an know? hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, CB. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I did. I shot five under over here one time, and I handed the card to Al Morrison. Uh-huh. Uh, it was in this tournament. And so... And he's like, well, that might be the record. I'm like, really? He goes, well, nobody ever turns in cards. <laughs> I was like, well, I'll just leave that one. Because it didn't go well. The only time I've ever connected the dots was over there across the street. Uh, or just, just down the street at Legacy. Put it all together. Managed to put a nine under par total together. And, solid. And, and you guys were nice enough to put it on the wall. Mm-hmm. So it was, and they put a nice little plaque up there. Of course, yeah. record had my name on it. The guys from CNN come over, they play it. They last time, next time I was on CNN, they're like, "Oh, he's the course record holder at yeah. Legacy." It was fantastic. Yeah. And then the, the clubhouse fire. burns down. The fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, clubhouse burns down with my scorecard in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you know what? We don't know what it is over here. It doesn't need to be whatever I shoot leading out of this. I mean, we're open to. <laughs> To, you know, anybody that wants to go ahead and, you know, put a score up there. I mean, we need to, we we've need had to a couple. We've had a couple. I mean, I think I've heard rumors of five or six under for sure. But. Well, five happened in the final round. Yeah. I did shoot five. And that was, I mean, that has, somebody has to have been done better. That, that That's counting the one hole as a par five. Is it? Yeah, is the yes. sixth hole playing as a par five or four it in the is. tournament? It's it is. It is. Yeah, it's all. It's, is it on the very back, back tee box? Yeah. Is, it, is it way yeah. back? No, Jr. They've uh, they've Moved lengthened four. Four is back at two hundred yards again. Four oh, cool. Yeah, Man, that's uh, a great four style. That means four. six can six can only play two hundred and eighty or three hundred eighty yeah. yards. As four from that four from that back tee, no joke, is a great hole. That's a good. One. No, it's, yeah, it's two hundred yards up there. Yeah, and that's not um, a big green. And if, for those of you thinking three hundred eighty yard par five, there must be a trick to it. Yeah, it's dead straight. Yeah, I mean it's. 
It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my five under was under that total. Somebody has to have done. But you, you, I, if you've played it, you're just screwing around. You're going to get a triple-double. I mean, I, I, my buddy Tanner, I, you remember Tanner, right? Yeah. Yeah, Tanner I think he that. shot like eight under out of here one day. I believe it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I believe it. Uh, so, all right, Chris Brown, we appreciate your time. Uh, we're going to step aside. we got the boys over at Fox, over at uh, TPC Sugarloaf. I'm at Fox Creek. Uh, we don't have to. Can you come back with us, actually? You've got a story. I want you no, to. No, man. I, All right. I when we come back, we're, gonna, we're, we're saving what's going on. Sure. Well, because uh, there's a name. I, I'm going to tie these two events together. Okay? Ooh. Like you've never heard before. Beautiful. We're going to tie a sponsor. Wow. We're going to tie a Hall of Famer in multiple sports. Wow. Wow. I can't wait to hear this. Sugarloaf and Fox Creek together. together? Wow. You're going to hear the Bo Jackson story when we come back. <laughs> it's the golf show <laughs> on the great. fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Ray's going to love this because we're going to tie this into the Bo Jackson story. I'm driving. I'm who's driving. I've been fortunate enough uh, to get a ch- chance this year to test a lot of the new drivers. And I've hit the new Callaway. I've hit the new TaylorMade. Hit the new Titleist. I've been very fortunate. Uh, I went on my launch monitor, which is not the world's crappiest launch monitor, but it's not much in front of it. And I just wanted to see, of all these drivers, which one's going to hit it the fastest. Give me the fastest ball speed. And of those three, and the fourth, which is the Tour Edge driver... The Tour Edge was the fastest ball speed, so that's what I've been playing. Wow. The Tour Edge driver is endorsed by Bo Jackson. The Tour Edge driver is also in play, and it may be the number one driver at TPC Sugarloaf for the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. They got a lot of players. But one of their endorsees, besides the PGA Tour player, the PGA Tour Champions players that are over there in Gwinnett in front of Chris and JR, is Bo Jackson, who at one point, Chris Brown, has been in front of us here at Fox Creek. Can you tell us the Bo Jackson story? I shot golf with Bo. Um, <laughs> he uh, called up, oddly, one day and uh, said he was Bo Jackson and uh, was in town for some convention and wanted to know if he could play golf by himself. And, you know, I kind of chuckled and was like, yeah, dude, we got to. 300 people out here <laughs> come on out we'll take care of you so he showed up and his little limo and i went out and played 18 holes of golf with him but he didn't want to play by himself though right he wanted to play with somebody but no, he didn't he just wanted, want to play with anybody he yeah well he kept asking me if i knew any of these players and i was like, i gotta be honest with you like i don't know we get so many random people you know during the, on the weekends and uh, i just didn't have anybody to pair them up and my old boss at the time uh, so my dad actually played golf at Auburn, so he was there at the same cool. time Bo was. So he's, you know, I've kind of grown up in that. There, but he, uh, I, I called my boss and I was like, dude, if he shows up, like, I got to go, I got to play with him. Like that's yeah. a once in a lifetime opportunity. And uh, sure enough, he showed up and went in a couple balls, and me and him just, I, I mean, I basically just squeezed myself out there. Obviously, I had a little bit of pull, so I was like, hey, starter, we're going right. 
Bo and I. So I'm driving. Drive, I drove. You know, I know that you were driving. But yes, this yeah, who's so. driving brought to you by Ray Judice, but you drove. But I drove. No. I drove Bo. And, so Bo uh, knows Chris. Bo knows Chris. Bo knows Chris. Uh, Torres. He knows a lot of stuff. Uh, Bo knows meats. He's a big meat guy. Archery. How did he hunting. hit it, Chris? How did he play? Uh, you know, Bo wasn't bad. He he gets a little quick at the top. Um, comes over it a little bit, as you can imagine, when having a baseball swing. But he was right. he wasn't half bad. He you know he, he I'd say he was probably a solid nine or a ten. Okay. I you can't know? believe he didn't ask specifically to play with BK. I would think you know coming in being the smarter city of yeah being champion. the you know the the, the bacon champ man. like that. You're asking specifically for Brian Patrick. <laughs> Uh, there wasn't time for that. No, there. It was a quick. It was an in and out. He yeah. Bo Bo had places to be, you know. So he needed a quick quick eighteen um, on one of the busiest golf courses in Atlanta on a Saturday morning at ten a.m. And, and he got accommodated. It. Yeah, he got he it. got it with the son of a, t- of, of a of a tiger, Wardam Eagle. Right. That's I awesome. Mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, that was a lot of fun. Thank you for sharing the Bo Jackson story. Yeah, it's my pleasure. All right. Well, you're welcome to hang with us uh, right now. Joining us. From the Georgia State Golf Association, it is uh, it is their time. We get a chance to catch up with folks about once a month from the GSGA, gsga.org. It's Jeremy Fryman, the Senior Director of Golf Development for the Georgia State Golf Association. Jeremy, good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, good, good to be here. It is, uh, it is great to have you. Let's start at the top. One of the things you're talking about is uh, junior golf and the GSGA. Uh, you know, this is I, I don't, it's, it's oversimplifying to say it's if you can't beat them, join them. But but you guys absorbed the Atlanta Junior Golf Association, and it has been flying ever since. Tell us that story. Yeah, absolutely. That happened back in 2016 before my stint at the GSGA. Uh, you're you're talking about the Atlanta Junior Golf Association, which was a prominent junior golf. Uh, entity for over 40 years um, about the same time they started up the GSGA started its junior sectional program and so when that when uh, we absorbed uh, the Atlanta Junior Golf Association we were really focused on creating one statewide program uh, for juniors uh, we had a rebrand uh, in 2019 so entering the fifth year of that rebrand uh, to call it the GSGA Junior Tour just to be kind of more identifiable across the state. And, uh, you know, I think that's one thing that's pretty unique about the GSGA and, and the uh, the uh, the challenge of uh, the schedule that we put out each and every year for junior golfers uh, across the state. There aren't uh, many, if any, state or regional golf associations embarking upon that kind of uh, robust junior schedule. We do about 140 events annually uh, across the state. So, so uh, it's, it's been a great venture. Um, we've, we've had record membership, you know, the past few years, and we're excited for another great year uh, this year in, in 2023. All right, Chris, I know you got a question for Jeremy. Of course I do. Hey, Jeremy, we, we, we've got a ton of talented young players here in the state of Georgia, thanks to our PGA professionals like JR. Talk about the skill level of the players you typically see in the field uh, when, you're, when you're running a tournament. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the GSGA, uh, as most state and regional golf associations do, we, we conduct our um, state junior and girls championships 
uh, every year, which is kind of the, the top-level event uh, at any state for juniors. Um, so we've, we've got that. But then, like I mentioned, what sets us apart is um, our junior tour, where uh, it's more of a, a developmental-type tour. Uh, our focus is really kind of on that beginner and intermediate-level golfer. So um, there are lots of entry points into uh, the junior tour. Uh, we have a lot of uh, athletes that play multiple sports. Uh, we start at age five. So at that age, kids are, you know, trying out a bunch of different sports. Um, and then they, you know, progress. We go all the way up to age 18. Um, so we've got all different uh, types of skill and ability levels uh, that we see with our beginner events uh, are set up to be really an introduction to tournament level golf. Uh, we're teaching them, you know, a little bit about the rules. We're teaching them how to play in a group um, in tournament golf, keeping score for themselves, for, for another player, uh, kind of those basic um, aspects that are, you know, in playing a competitive round of golf. And from there, they might move up to the nine-hole level where we are, you know, handing out awards and, um, you know, kind of progress through the ranks that way uh, and, and hone their skills. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot of uh, juniors who are at the 18-hole level who are playing on their high school golf teams. Uh, and then, you know, on the junior tour side, we, we do have an advanced level as well. And, and we've got a series of uh, about six events that get national recognition, multi-day events uh, through, you know, AJGA status and junior golf scoreboard and, and those types of things. And, and several of those juniors will be the ones that are playing in the state championships. Um, and, uh, so we've got, you know, skill levels, uh, all across the board. Uh, we love our spot and we love, you know, developing junior golfers and giving them an outlet to play this great game. Jeremy Fryman, our guest from the Georgia State Golf Association, talking about junior golf. JR, you ran the, uh, the PGA Junior League program at Dogwood for, uh, for many years. Yeah. That was very successful. It's a great, that's a great program, you know, through the PGA, of course. It's, you know, it's like a, a little league for golf. I mean, it's, you know, you can take it from, like, like he, Jeremy said, from the lower level and right on up to high competitive level. When they get out there, and Jeremy, one question I'm going to ask you is: I think the youth on course program is outstanding, and how how does a golf course get involved with that if they aren't? Because I think that's really a great way to grow the game on the junior side. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the question. Youth on course is one of the greatest um, entry points to the game of golf here in Georgia. It's a for those who don't know, it's a nationwide program that started in California. Um, but we adapted it here in Georgia in 2017, and um, it's a it's a $20 membership to become a Youth on Course member. You get an active gin number, uh, but it but you know most important to juniors, um, you get access to to golf for five dollars or less for a, for an 18 hole round um, at any participating facility nationwide. Here in Georgia, we've got over 40 for. 40 facilities uh, that participate and uh, but if you travel out visit family out in California you can play any youth on course round out there or anywhere that they've got the program uh, nationwide but uh, if a course is interested in getting involved we're always looking to add um, facilities to, to have available for that they can certainly reach out to 
our manager of junior golf, Kevin Duffy, who manages the day-to-day of the Youth on Course program, uh, and just give us give us a call or shoot us an email at, at GSGA, and uh, we will um, we will get you on board if it's it's something you're interested in. And, and we're always reaching out to prospective new courses as well, because like I said, we want to you know expand the portfolio there, and we're so appreciative of the the facilities that do open up for that youth on course program. Cause it's, it's a great, great program. Um, last year we, we, uh, the, the GSGA subsidizes the rounds with the host facilities and we subsidized over 14,000 rounds last year for a total of nearly $125,000 back to these clubs. And we're on pace to double that this year already. So that's great. Um, there's no shortage of people wanting to do youth on course, and uh, it's such, such a great program. Uh, I love it. Uh, and by the way, uh, the GSGA has been putting on concerts specifically in conjunction with the youth on course program. Just saw Dina Carter. Uh, Eric Dodd was was with uh, was was opening for her. We saw Edwin McCain. I like the concerts, Jeremy. So please yeah, keep the concerts going. <laughs> I think there's a plan to do that. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of a unique way for us to, you know, raise uh, funding to subsidize uh, all those rounds I just talked about and uh, something you don't necessarily think about tied directly to golf. But what a, what a cool thing to go, you know, to a concert and, and also benefit and, and help, you know, GSGA programming and the youth on course program in particular. Jeremy, well done this morning. GSGA.org has all the details of everything we just talked about and plenty more. Trip Pendergast was in charge of those concerts. I thought that was a great idea. Matt Vanderpool, the, the man in charge, and uh, he's got a good one here, Jeremy. And by the way, we've got Cullen Madden, who is one of your old interns, running our board. So look, he, once he got out of jail, he's, he's done well, <laughs> wow. starting with the AJGA. Wow. I, I know. I, I was uh, surprised to hear him answer the phone this morning, but it was good catching up with him for a few minutes. And I've uh, you know, seen Colin throughout the years since his uh, internship at the AJGA. So very cool. Hope he's uh, treating you all right there. Well, I don't know that he was in jail, and I think Cullen, through his interpreter, Rory McElroy, probably has some words. I didn't see it. Now. No? What, what if expecting Rory... a lawsuit. Yeah, that's what I figured, yeah. Sorry, Rory. Sorry, Cullen. <laughs> Jeremy, thanks for the that's time, crazy. man. We appreciate it. Oh. You bet. Thank you all for having me. See you, Jeremy. Oh, you got it. It's Jeremy Fryman from the Georgia State Golf Association. Yeah, you can't, Henry, you can't just say somebody got out of jail if he didn't get out of jail. You can't do that. Otherwise, uh, Rory, what happens? Rory. The lawsuit, baby. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Give him a second. Rory, otherwise, what happens? All right. I'll just say it. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. Sorry. I was talking to Jeremy. <laughs> all right. That's right. Colin was, Colin, poor Colin's all by himself. He doesn't even have Adam Crook's back there. Adam Crook's been suspended for a month. I'm not sure what his situation is. He's probably in jail. I, I, I saw a video of him standing outside the door there at the studio at 831. People are tweeting and wanting Adam. to know what happened to Adam. A couple double eagles. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, I'm over here at Fox Creek. The uh, final round of the Smyrna City Championship starts in 15 minutes. I'm going to do 14 of them on the radio. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The Golf Show, presented by Cliggy's Carts and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. Oh, yeah. 
It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We are doing two remotes at the same time. Uh, I'm over here. I'm Brian Katrick, by the way. I'm over here at Fox Creek. Final round of the Smyrna City Championship is going on. Uh, Chris Mascaro and J.R. Ross are over at TPC Sugarloaf getting set for the final round of the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. Uh, you guys have an engineer over there with you, and I apologize for not knowing who that is, but that person's doing a lot of work. Brandon. Brandon's doing a fantastic okay, yeah. job. Brandon, tremendous work uh, over there. It's going to be a perfect day for championship golf, no matter which side of the city you're on. Uh, you'll see more birdies over at Sugarloaf. <laughs> Uh, you probably need to watch where you park over here because you might get your car hit. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening. It's kind of the difference between the events. <laughs> oh, no. uh, wow. Uh, but uh, So I'm going to have to run here in, a, in just a little bit because they're, we're going to start over here at 9 o'clock. Um, you're, you guys are my warm-up. Just so you know. I was going to say, have you warmed, <laughs> BK, have you not had any balls or anything? JR, you know my normal that's warm-up true. routine. That's true. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Which is? No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Out <laughs> <laughs> of the car, out of the trunk, is slam right? the trunk, and head to the team. Five team. minutes before his tee time, BK strolls in. He yeah. just, you know, give me my driver. I'll just head to the first That's tee. That's it. Wow. Well, that for takes so many talent. Time, look, it's not talent. It's not. Uh, it, it, most of the time, it's personal irresponsibility. <laughs> uh, s- sometimes it's I am actually working, and I just decided a long time ago I'm not going to let that affect me. You know, I don't want to be worse because I didn't hit my <clears throat> exact prescribed number of balls. Let's just we're going to start with this plan. You got to stretch though, at least, right? I'm stretching right now, Cullen. Thanks oh, wow. for that. I'm, I'm bent over his, right now. His stretching is that. a diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, Mountain Dew Zero. Thanks, Mountain Dew Zero. Yeah, when he turns Dew, the cap a, on the top, that's his wonderful that's his, new beverage. That's his stretch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll just we'll just kind of scrape it around for a while, and and we'll be fine. Wow. That's uh, that's that's what we do. So, uh, and believe me, that's why I'm not over there at TPC Sugarloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are better than pretty much everybody. Uh, so, hoping to have Paul Stankowski sit down. Uh, that that would be great if that happens. You guys have a ton of stuff to talk about in hour number yep. two. There there was a story that came out yesterday, and the world of golf may have missed this. And we we told you. Uh, back, I, I think we told you back a couple months ago, Tiger had his uh, his longtime girlfriend Erica Herman, and you know there was there was legal stuff going on. She had lived with him. I'm just going to sum this up. She had lived with him, and he was kicking her out of the house. They they broke up, and it wasn't pretty. Uh, she had signed a non disclosure agreement. Look, if you're going to date Tiger Woods nowadays, you're going to sign a non-disclosure agreement. If you're going to caddy for Tiger Woods nowadays, you're probably signing a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, Chris and Jr. are going to talk about that coming up in the next hour because uh, all of a sudden that, that job's open, maybe. I know you guys will talk about it. So she had signed a non-disclosure agreement. Well, part of the legal wrangling during a breakup, she, she they were threatening the non-disclosure agreement. They were saying that it can't apply in cases of sexual assault and sexual harassment. They never accused him of that until yesterday. He was accused of sexual harassment because officially he was her boss when the relationship started. When the relationship started was six years ago. 
They had a five-year relationship. It did end last year. So they had a five-year relationship, and at the end of that five-year relationship, because of legal wrangling, we are now hearing that it was sexual harassment. Uh, It's fair. I want to bring it up. That's a real thing. It really happens. I don't know how often it leads to a five-year relationship that includes cohabitation. The courts will sort all that out. But that story broke yesterday. Yeah, that seems like a head-scratcher for me, BK. I mean, to your point, to me, I would think sexual harassment is something that happens at the beginning and never leads to a relationship, or when it does happen, you're immediately out of that relationship on your terms, not on the other person's terms. So I'm interested to hear the details to see how this came about and what she, you know, the details of what she's alleging. Uh, yeah, come about. or this, this is a head scratcher. Yeah, or maybe the other the other lawsuit wasn't going so well. So I've got to find something else now to go after him to get some money. Well, that's kind of what this looks like, and yeah. see, that's the real shame of it. Because what what went on personally between the two of them is honestly none of our business. Right. Uh, right. But but like we said, sexual harassment's a real thing, and, mm-hmm. and for sure, depending on well. It, the way that most of us looked at this, a five-year relationship that included, you know, cohabitation, lots of vacation, seem, seemingly going well, and then after it's over with, you call this sexual harassment, that, that gives a black eye to actual sexual harassment. So I, 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 we're, we're going to – this story could go that way. This story could go plenty of different ways. Just want to let you know this story is out there. Uh, it feels very legal right now. Very, very legal. This, it feels like we would have heard something way earlier than five years later. Right. Yeah. So. And you would, and you would think uh, again if if that was going on, if that you know, if, if you or me or Jr. were in that kind of situation where we were feeling like we were sexually harassed, we're going to bring that up. We're going to get out of that relationship and then pursue that. We're not going to wait until we are no longer. Well, (laughs) we're not in that relationship by the other person's decision and then kicked out of the house. So, yeah, it it, it becomes something I question. Right. And here's the funny thing. Probably, again, I know very little. I know everything that I just shared with you. Uh, Probably by the letter of the law, he's going to wind up losing. Because if there was some overlap where they were dating and he was her boss, he owned the restaurant, she worked at the restaurant. You know, there's probably the legalese is going to wind up working against him in this case. I wonder. Uh, yeah, I wonder the, how you how you prove that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, and that's where I don't know any of the ins, ins and outs. I mean, can can one person who fall you know, who works for another person fall in love with that person? Yeah, yeah, that can happen. Yeah, sounds Did like a lot of he here? said, she said, and yeah, no uh, idea. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So that's other, a mess. But you know what? The, the sad part about it is. We really don't need that in the press, and that's what she's kind of going after, it seems like to me. I don't know. I, I, I never actually even met her. I never got a chance to chat with her. Right. Uh, I mean, it was a, a five-year relationship. She, they, they seemed perfectly happy. Everything seemed to be just fine. I never that – that's part of his private life. You know, I never had the occasion to chat with her, never tried to make the occasion to chat with her. So I don't know a thing about her. But unfortunately, this is a – Going the wrong way again. Not sexual abuse. The, it's harassment because when they started dating, he was indeed her boss. And just what he needs is another court case. So, 
I'd be expecting a lawsuit. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Rory. <laughs> I believe at this point Tiger spent at least 30 years of his life expecting a lawsuit. <laughs> so he's been ready. Uh, all right. Uh, well, gentlemen, I'm going to step aside. Uh, we're going to take a break. Um, uh, the always anonymous text line. We have an actual text line here for 680 The Fan. Uh, but mine is just, uh, if you text me, uh, there, are, there are other folks in the audience that share our, my warm-up routine. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> great athletes, by the way. Great athletes. <laughs> So there's at least one great athlete that does it. Now, that's the guy that texted me. <laughs> it was a little microburst. Uh, all right. So I'm going to step aside. I'm going to go try to win. I'm going to go try to come back from behind. You know, if you start hearing rumors all around the city, you're going to want to get out here to Fox Creek because this is where it's going to be coming from. <laughs> let, and let me be the first to say, Brian, go bring home the bacon. Okay. Well done. I'm going to try. Uh, lots of great competitors up there. Uh, Dave Lucy, Tony Trent Acosta here as well. They're in All the field. Right. Um, and remember, we're on early right now. This is happening now. You're hearing us live because Braves and Orioles today, 1130-ish. But the pregame's going to start at 930. So the pregame show coming up right after we are finished. Chris Mascaro and J.R. Ross live from TPC Sugarloaf. When we continue, it's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The Golf Show, presented by Cliggy's Carts and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. We are back here on The Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM, coming to you live from TPC Sugarloaf and the Mitsubishi Classic. JR, to kind of take the, our last topic uh, on a little bit of a bend, Joey LaCava has signed on to caddy for Patrick Cantlay now for the foreseeable future. Makes sense right. for Joey, right, to move on from Tiger, with Tiger certainly being out for the rest of this year and, and really only showing interest in playing in the majors and, and the father-son going forward. And who knows if that's possible or not with sure. his, his latest surgery. But Cantlay said, uh, you know, it was he wanted to reach out to, to Joey. They, they got together. They made it work out. What do you make of his move now on to uh, on to Cantlay. Well, I mean, I think obviously, as you said, it, you know, he's he's a great caddy. He likes to caddy. I mean, he and Tiger are extremely good friends. I know Tiger gave him his blessing to go. I mean, with not being able to uh, employ him <laughs> in any kind of regularity. So, uh, you know, I, I just I guess maybe a question I have is is Patrick's experience with his past caddy because they were friends and yes. you know. I, they they all they both I think said the right thing when he left, so or when they broke up to say that you know they're they're still friends and all that. But I wonder you know if the slow play I I, you know, I just wonder you know there's some, some something something else played in something absolutely. Yeah, for for me that you raise a really good point, right? The surprise that he would make the switch like that uh, after he and and Matt Minister, who was his caddy, right. you know, they go out and they win a 2021 FedEx Cup and Player of the Year right. together. Seems pretty quick to say I need a change from the guy that helped me do that. Now we know Lacava subbed in for for Minister when uh, when he was out with COVID-19 at the 2021 Northern Trust. They finished tied for 11th that mm -hmm. week, but it it does sort of raise a question in my mind. Do you really need a change of voice? <laughs> 
right. from a guy that helped you win Player of the Year not that long ago? Yeah, something. There's there's more behind the Gotta scenes. Got to be more behind it, de- than that, right? De- definitely. I mean, uh, you know, and, and that's a lot of what those guys don't realize is that uh, they're they're friends. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a it's a friendship. It's a it's a marriage. I mean, they work together. They're together a ton of time. So to, just to kind of abruptly do that. Among, among some of the controversial things that were going on with the slow play, yeah, there's something there. Yeah, there's, there's got to be more to def- this story def- than, than, than what we've learned to this point. Definitely. I'm honored to say now joining us here on the show is Paul Stankowski. Paul's been a wonderful friend of uh, Next on the Tee for many, many years. He was one of the guys that I give a ton of credit to. He, he joined me about 10 years ago for the first time. He, he, he joined a show that he never heard of with a guy he never heard of has become a wonderful friend, and it's an honor that he has pulled up a chair and going to spend a little bit of time with us. Hey, Paul. Hey, Chris. Good to, good to be here. Paul, I'm honored. <laughs> no, 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 you're <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're the guy. <laughs> Paul, you're a guy that's had success here in Atlanta. You go back to '96 when you win the Bell South Classic here, and what made that on top of winning on the PGA Tour? You you went on the Nike Tour. You come out the next week here to the Bell South Classic. You win again, the first guy ever to go from one tour to the next and win in back-to-back weeks. And then a couple hours later, you're driving up Magnolia Lane. <laughs> Talk about that experience. Yeah, let, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start. That was the 1900s, okay? So <laughs> my memory is, um, is, is fading uh, quickly. But, um, no, what, a, what an amazing, really, eight days to go from – you know, the backstory to that was I missed every cut on the West Coast in 96 and uh, went to the Honda Classic and missed the cut there. Had a couple weeks off, played in New Orleans, made my first cut. And um, that next week was uh, the Players' Championship, which I wasn't in because I was a Q school guy. And so I went down and played in the uh, on the Nike Tour in Lafayette, which is not far from uh, New Orleans. And... and um, I didn't even spend much time practicing early that week. There was some really good fishing on the golf course, and, <laughs> and I, I did a lot of fishing. And 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 anyway, lo and behold, I, I don't know. I I, uh, I figured everything out and and uh, and won there. Right, got in. I was the last guy in the field here at, over at Atlantic. Sixth Country alternate, Club. right? Yeah, starting the week. In fact, the the when I won, the um, the officials said, "Hey, since you haven't committed for next week, which was Tallahassee on the Nike Tour." This win, you, you can commit now if you want to go play. You're six alternate in Atlanta, or you can go and play Tallahassee. And I, um, I had met a, a dear, fa- uh, now dear friends, but a family at the time the year before here in Atlanta, um, and we stayed with them. Steve Mason, his wife Judy, Reed and Lindsay, and uh, little kids, and and um, he was an exec for Chick Fil A. So I stayed with him in '95. My wife was coming in '96. I'm like, no, we're going to go to Atlanta. I want, I want them to meet my wife. And my wife to meet them, and we're going to hang out. And if I don't get in, I don't get in. And that was the deal. And so, um, lo and behold, Steve Hart pulled out with, a, I think, a back injury and uh, on Wednesday afternoon. And, and uh, I got in the field. And um, it's just crazy to, to then win there, and then you're right. The next day I woke up with a kink in my neck. I couldn't look left, but I'm driving down Magnolia Lane <laughs> and, uh, you know, limp around there for a few days, quickly missed the cut, and I was down the road. But uh, to go from – you know, the old MC Hammer every week, missing cuts, to making a cut, to winning on the Nike Tour, to winning on the PJ Tour, to playing in the Masters. It was, um, you know, it was a, I want to say it was a jump start to my career 
Um, it was a, uh, you know, sure. a rocket ship uh, from obscurity into, you know, being a PGA Tour winner and and uh, really affording me an opportunity to, to even be here sitting today because of that win way back when. So what, what's it like <laughs> to win on the PGA Tour and all that whirlwind, and now you're back, where you know, wherever you're staying that night, and in your mind, you've got all of that success, and now you're going to go to Augusta National and go play in a Masters. I mean, that's got to be unbelievable to try to process. It, it really was. And, and, and honestly, as a kid growing up in Southern California, I was um, uh, I loved golf. I loved watching on TV. And, and as I got uh, – I wasn't even good. I was just – I just loved playing. And I, and, and, uh, I just – I wanted to do that. I said, someday that would be cool to do what Tom Watson's doing, right? He was my, he was my guy. And um, – you know, and I, and I, you know, got off, uh, finished college. I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship in college. I, you know, I was very average. I was average in high school. I wasn't one of the best in the state. I might have been maybe the top 20 in the state of California, but not right. near the top. And in college, I was an All-American three years, but yes. I was never a team. I didn't make first, second, or third team, which means I think there's 12. That means I was at least the 37th best player. And, and you know, it's probably further down the line. So very average player. Um, but I just kept getting a little bit better. And, and that was, I, I kept, I look at my career and there's just baby steps from when I was a young player and I just kept getting a little better. I, I was under the radar, under the radar, just chipping away at, at, at honing, um, the, the game. And even in 96, and this is the, the cool thing that I tell a lot of young players, high school kids and college that. While I was missing those cuts in 96, every single week, I'd shoot 68, 73, miss cut by shot, 74, 67, miss cut by shot. It felt like I missed every one by a shot. I, I never left dejected. I left encouraged right. about one part of my game. Hey, I'm, I'm driving a little bit better. Ooh, I feel like the putter's getting better. The wedge play, something, the iron play. And I, and I, it wasn't that I was sitting there looking for something good, but by the grace of God, I left there encouraged. Right. And and I, I think we get in sport, I think in life in general, I don't care what you do, you get discouraged. If things aren't going your way and, and you get down, your self-belief, you know, really goes in, in the tank. And it's hard to perform doing anything when you don't when you don't have enthusiasm and confidence. And, and um, you know, so I, anyway, I'm, I'm fast forward to, like you say, <laughs> Monday or Sunday night, ordering pizza, doing laundry at the Mason house. <laughs> Um, trying to comprehend what the heck just happened in the last seven yeah. days. Because on Sunday, the week before, I won on the Nike Tour. And I'm like, right. oh, my gosh, like, where did that come from, right? Um, and then to win on the PGA Tour, you know, my dream as a kid was to play on the Tour. And back when my dad was alive, uh, this was probably 15 years ago, he was at my house in Dallas, and, and he was in my study and going through a scrapbook of that 96 Masters, uh, really 96, 97 Masters. <clears throat> and uh, I snuck in there, and he was he his back to me, but I could see that he was thumbing through this scrapbook. And, and I kind of looked over his shoulder, and I said, uh, you remember that? And he said, oh, I remember every part of it. And he goes, why? And I said, well, I, I really don't. You know, it was a blur. And I said, Dad, you know, my dream was to play the PGA Tour and to play in the Masters and to win the Masters someday. Looking back on my career, it seems like it was just all a dream. 
Um, and he was like, huh. But that's that's how I feel about it. Like, I'm I'm so grateful that I get to play this game. You, right. And I'm it, – it's, uh, it's silly, really. It's a game. We hit a ball for a living. And people pay money to come out and watch us play and um, – but it's it's cool. It's what I've done my whole life. It's what I dreamt about doing. And at 53 years old, um, you know, I still get to do it. It's pretty dang cool. How long do you want to keep playing, Paul? Is that, it's it's amazing. Your story is great listening to you. I'm a PGA member, and I've been teaching for 35 years, and I still play a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing. We've been blessed to make a living. In a game, yeah. it's a game. We love it. We've been blessed to have that. Now, how long? I mean, I know you're still playing well. How long do you want to play? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I, I didn't know when I quit playing for five years in, in uh, August one of tw- 2013. I shut it down, and I'd started a business in January of that year with a buddy of mine, and and I was going home between starts between the PJ tour and the corn Ferry tour and kind of bouncing around trying to, I was floundering. Right. Sure. And, and then I'd go to the office and I was help trying to, to develop this product that we were launching in January of the next year at the show and at PJ show. And, and, uh, I couldn't do any, any, either of them well, right. um, doing them part time. So I, I decided after I was first alternate in, uh, Reno and in, in August, August one of, uh, 13, that I'm done and uh, it's time to go to work. And so I drove 25 miles every day to the office uh, Monday through Friday with, you know, all my friends in traffic and, <laughs> and, um, and I did that. And, and so when it was, I was getting closer to 50, I didn't, I'm like, I, I want to, I need to try. I right. need to try. I don't want to look at 60, look back and go, why didn't you do it? And, um, I was starting to get excited about golf again, although I hadn't played much. I, the only time I played golf was on these Icon Golf golf trips that I would we take our members all over the world to play golf, and and I'd go play for four days, and then I'd shut it down for three weeks, and I'd go do the next one. So um, anyway, long story short, I, I I mustered up enough courage to sign up for Q School, and I went to Q School and and choked down the stretch and missed it in the first opportunity. Uh, I choked it the second time too. I was right in the thick of it, and choked again down the stretch the second opportunity. And uh, but in the midst of that and after that, um, it, it's it's been a joy to play, uh, and I've been encouraged that I can compete. Um, how long do I want to do this? I, you know what? Lord willing, I can do it for a few more years. Right. You know, I know how the body feels. I know what it takes every day to, for all of us to sure. really get, you know, those guys, uh, Woody and Doug and Doogie and Jeff and all the guys in the physio trailer that, that come out here week, on, week in, week out to, to, you know, put us back together right. every single day. <laughs> uh, it's hard, you know, and, and so it's, it's a toll on the body. I'm, I'm grateful my wife, Regina, has been um, – uh, in my corner and encouraging me to to uh, to play and and to do this. My kids are in college and and they're actually they didn't see me play good golf. Right. You know they were born in '99, Josh, and in 2002, Caitlin, and and uh, my good years, if you will, were gone. So they're almost getting to, to now they're getting to see me play That's again, awesome. which is pretty cool. Yeah, so it's very cool. as a dad, it's fun. And my son's going to be on the bag at the PGA in a couple of weeks. Senior oh, PGA yeah, again, wow. and and um, and so. You know what? I'm I'm uh, I am grateful. I'm 53. You know, I, I, I'm not sure I want to play till I'm 60. You right. know, but I'd love to give it a couple more years. And I'm I'm not exempt. So I'm grinding this week. This year I, I'm I would call pseudo exempt in the sense that I'm going to get in pretty much every week. I've missed one. I might miss it one or two more. But um, I've played more golf in the last couple of years than I've played in a long time. And <laughs> you get, here's the deal: we play. You know, sometimes two, three pro ams a sure. week. We play for three straight days. Now I miss about half my cuts on the PGA Tour. So, toward toward the 
For about eight years, I wasn't in the you're Wednesday. I wasn't in the Wednesday days. pro am, so right. I fly in. So you're playing if two I, days and out. If I played the golf course before, I, Tuesday I might play nine yeah. holes. I was off on Wednesday. I'd play Thursday, Friday. Half the time I'd be home Friday night. Right, so. Right. Now I'm out here, I'm playing like six days a week, and then right to the next one. Like, I leave from here, I play in the Monday Pro-Am tomorrow over at Regions, and, and I'm grateful for that. And, right. I, and I'll do, I mean, I told, I've told people before, I'd wear a Speedo if, if, <laughs> to, to play on the Champions Tour if they made me. So, um, it, and I don't wear Speedos. So, um, people don't, and you don't want to see said, me Speedo. People don't realize how hard it is on your body yeah. to play golf and then play the level you're playing at, yeah. the mental side of it. People, people don't realize how hard it is. No, I know. They don't. They don't. But it's hard. And I'm, I'm not complaining. No, like I say, no. this is what I signed up for. I love it. I go home. If I have a week off, I'm grinding. Um, I, honestly, <laughs> if I take a day off, it feels like three. If I take two, it feels like six. If I take three, it's like I've had two weeks off. Right. And my body goes, oh, like, what are you doing? So I feel like i got to swing the club every sure. single day just to make sure it knows, okay, this can I get to my backswing? Like, I, right. I start taking two full practice swings, full in length, not in power, with my driver, and I started it back in September after watching Steve Stricker do it, who's done pretty good. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> make these little practice somewhere. swings. Well, it's actually, I'm like, okay, it's a, it's a checklist. Can I get to my turn? Okay, good, I got it. One more time, and I do that. It's like right. a, it's like I've got to get up for every shot to, to swing. So, I hope a couple more years. Good, that'd be fun. Well, you're fun to watch, so I hope it is a couple Thanks. more years. Well, we're having a good time. i got to stop making mistakes. Golly. <laughs> I, I did a 10-cup moment yesterday out on, on 15, a wedge that got to the top of this false front, 10 feet from the hole, and it comes all the way back 40 yards off the green. I chip it up, gets to the top, comes all the way back past me. Chip it up again, comes all the way back in a divot. And at that point, I'm laughing. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> now right. I'm in a divot. And then I hit a good shot. And I told Graham, I'm, I had a perfect lie the first time. I said, I wish I was in a divot the first time. I could have just knocked it to the back of the green. But, you know, making sevens and sixes isn't a whole lot of fun. It's a hard way to, to compete with guys like Stephen Ames who – Playing flawless right. golf, he's missed two fairways and one green in three in two days. Did, yeah. I don't know if you know that. See, you yeah, probably didn't look that. Chris, you're the best of the best of the best. <laughs> he is, and I think I just had that on you. But anyway, <laughs> um, he, he is. By the way, you're I, right. I, I work with him on the show. He is. I, I was impressed with Chris when he first called me and said, "Hey, I, I do this show." I thought until the other day, I thought he lived in California. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I had no idea. He's like, I go, Where do, I, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I live here." I'm like, "Huh? Okay." <laughs> but anyway, we. Um, I was blown away. He started the interview, and he was telling me things about me that I didn't even know. Okay. And so I was like, where did you find all that about my dad? And I'm like, this is awesome. So well done. Yeah, uh, he's thanks thorough. for having me he's on. He's very thorough. I agree. I, you see, I've got a putter here and my golf balls, and I told my caddy I'd be here early to, to putt because, you know what, putting is uh, it's kind of important. It's part of my game that it isn't uh, – <laughs> It hasn't cooperated yet. I'm waiting for an above-average week. I've had one of them, and I finished second. So I'm, I'm waiting for another above-average week. Playing, when you were playing your best back on the tour, what part of your game did you feel was the best, Paul? Okay. Um, I've always been a, a pretty good iron player. Huh. Back in the day, I had some distance, so I was able to, to kind of take advantage of par fives. And, and I was a streaky putter. When okay. I was hot, I was hot. And uh, But my streaks – started getting shorter and shorter right. and then my driver started getting shorter and shorter and therefore i started selling belts <laughs> um, and so now that uh you know when you when you go from 49 when i was 49 i was really short right and really old 
<laughs> and I turned 50, and I got really young right. and very average, which right. is in length, which is sure, great. Sure. So um, I hit it far enough. Um, I, I got a, I've got a, I mean, you got to make putts. That's it. Finishing no 50th doubt. to 65th each week in putting. It's hard to beat guys. What do you attribute to your, unfortunately, lack of success putting? What? The, it's not. It's ball just, not going in the hole. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. I can. I can count. Simple I mean, as that. I, I know. I mean, I just. You know, I love I, it. I guess watching. You know, that's the other thing. People don't realize the level that you play at to a scratch golfer, or even me being a PGA member. It, it's it's just totally incredible watching guys like you. Mm. Putt, putt. I mean, the up and downs, the inside 100 yards, you guys are just incredible. Well, you know, the thing is, there, there are no bad putters out here. And I'm not a bad putter. I'm a good putter. Right. I just don't make putts or haven't made putts. So I'm like, I, I, I know a good streak is coming with this thing. And, and I was. What do you, what do you I got had a conversation yesterday. I, I'm currently, and I've been putting for about a year with this uh, Odyssey White Hot OG7. Okay. okay. Um, and, uh, and I like it. And I, I had a talk with it yesterday walking up the fairway. <laughs> I have another putter in my locker, and I had a talk with it. I was I was trying to be quiet sure. and just talk. It was a convert, and Graham started cracking up. He said, "I wish we had that on microphone. Um, it'd be it would play well." But anyway, um, we're going to go hit a few putts and and uh, see if I can. That's awesome. Take it deep. There you go. I need right. about eight under today. I don't I'm know. rooting you for you. I think I can, you do, can do it. it. I think you can too. You can do it. I know you can do it. All right, guys. I'm, I'm Bob, now I'm good tired. Play well, man. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. That is Paul Stankowski and a wonderful friend of the show and looking forward to catching up with Paul again here in a couple of days and watching him in the final round today. All right, we're going to take a break. When J.R. and I come back, we'll wrap up the show. Stay tuned. Thank you. This is The Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The Golf Show, presented by Cliggy's Carts and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. All right, we are back here on the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM, coming to you live from TPC Sugarloaf. JR, I wanted to get your thoughts on this golf course. It's a wonderful layout. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Augusta National with the topography. A lot of elevation changes. They won the Renovation of the Year Award back in 2019. One of the great things that people talk about this course is its reverence to nature and, and what a wonderful layout and, and, and scenery it has. I want to get your thoughts. I know you've played the course many times. Played it several times. Actually playing it in three weeks in our pro, Georgia PGA Pro Assistance tournament here. Yeah, I mean, the renovations were incredible. I mean, the bunkering, that when they renovated the bunkering, it's, it's just phenomenal how the topography, like you said, it is very reminiscent of some areas at Augusta National. It's there's there's not a lot of flat positions out here. Another, it's a great walk. Um, you know, it, and one of the things about it, if you're coming out today to walk it, have your walking shoes on. Yes. Because it's there's not it's, there's not a lot of parallel holes out here, as you know, Chris. Yeah. When you've walked it, so if you're if you're walking it, you're going out and you're walking around and looping around. You're not uh, okay. I'm on three. Okay, well let's watch him <laughs> over here on seven. I'll turn my head over there. It's five. No, you're not getting that here. So you're you're in for a nice walk, which is going to be a great day for a good walk. Though. Yeah. From an exercise perspective, you're right. Because <laughs> I, I, I tell you, when I came out came out here. Um, I had one pair of shoes on, and, and I got about three holes in. I thought, you know what, I, I, I need to go get the walkers. Well, yeah, this, absolutely. These I mean, shoes aren't cutting it for me today. This is on, I don't know what the acreage here is, but it's, it's, it's massive. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it sprawls over a good piece of property to, to put 27 holes in. Mean, it blew my holes mind. There. 
<laughs> and, and and one of the most scenic finishing holes. I oh think, yeah, it's in great. Golf. It's beautiful. Yeah, a, ni- a nice par five, and, but the elevation from the tee all right. the way down to the green is is pretty substantial. It's nice over the, water, by the way. Too. With the boats over there That's sitting right. there, and it, yeah, it's just a great. Yeah, it's a great uh, background for for a good finishing hole, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah, just a great facility. I mean, just blessed to be here. Yeah. Yes, we are. Hey, one more thing before we go, and, okay. and you know, I got to get a live thing in here, right? <laughs> yeah. Taylor Love Gooch yes. wins back to back out there, right? Okay. And the Australian taxman <laughs> came calling and said, "Hey, congratulations." Great winning. He won $6 million in the last event because he won the individual title, plus the, his team won as well. 47.5% tax rate. That's a pretty good bracket, Thank huh? you very much, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you coming. Yeah, yeah, come back next year. You know, uh, <laughs> even they even they love live like you. <laughs> the tax man's the lover of live. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, you got to wonder. He couldn't have been. Uh, they couldn't have notified him that 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 was what the rate was. Yeah, I wonder be if he had any idea that. Yeah, that wonder if Greg gave coming. him that hint, like, hey. And just so you're aware. Yeah, yeah here's, you're gonna get you're gonna get sliced basically in half of what you want. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's not something that uh, that he was counting on. No, but anyway. no. And then he got the bad news about the open too. Yeah, then you know, yeah, we got to quickly tell that story. But yeah, he was he was gonna be in the U.S. Open this year. But uh, they changed the, the wording just a little bit because the guys that qualified last year for the Tour Championship, those guys were in. But they changed it from qualified or from being in in the uh, Tour Championship to also eligible right. to be in the U.S. Open in with the Live guys because Best. they're no longer PGA Tour members are no longer eligible. So out Darn. he goes, and Phil was pretty. Uh, um, Phil was a little irate about. Yeah, pretty irate that. about a, that word. Calm way of saying it, right? <laughs> yep. Not an, another. Not a lover of Live. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Not your friends. Yes. So there you go. All right. Um, It's been wonderful being out here. Thank you to TPC Sugarloaf for for hosting us and letting us be a part of of their wonderful event. This is a a great tournament and a great uh, facility. So we're very appreciative of that. Coming up here next on the Fan 680 and 93.7 is the Braves pregame show. We're going to throw it over to Kevin McAlpin and Chris Domino. Guys, have a great show. JR, thanks for being here. Thank you. Always, Always a privilege to Always do this show with you. Always a pleasure, partner, to be with you, man. Absolutely. We'll see you guys again next Sunday here on the Golf Show. Have a wonderful day, folks. I'm anti-turtle. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. 
Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon background screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com.